Thank you for tuning in to the Maximum Advisor podcast. If you're a growth-minded financial advisor looking to grow and scale your practice, you're in the right place. Your host, Chip Munn, brings tips and best practices based on his experiences and has guests from financial advisors to industry experts sharing wisdom with one another because we're better together. And now, Chip Munn. Welcome back to the Maximum Advisor Podcast. I'm your host, Chip Munn, and today we're going to be doing a solo episode. This is going to be a recap from Season 1, and I'm going to touch on each of the episodes from this uh, Season 2 just kind of give you a little flavor. If this is your first episode, go back and check out any of these or all of them that sound interesting to you. And if this isn't your first episode, or if you've listened to all of these, I hope that it'll serve as a reminder. And let me start by saying thank you. Thank you for taking the time to to be with us, to listen to these tips. And I want to thank everybody who's given me feedback, either by email or LinkedIn message or in the Facebook group. This podcast is definitely something that's built to serve you, and so I welcome you to always give me any feedback that you have, want to make it better, and uh, really excited about what we were able to put together for Season 1. In our first episode, we had Barry Dedge. Barry is the Chief Operating Officer at Signature Wealth Group, and we talked with Barry about the importance of having a vision. You know, having a vision is how we attract the right clients and the right team. It is what pulls us forward. And and it's really important for us to understand that, you know, for me, having a vision is, uh, is like being able to direct your boat versus just drifting along with the current. Here's a clip of me talking about that with Barry. You know, I talk to a lot of advisors who don't think they need a vision at all. You know, our business, especially over the last 10 years, We've all gotten a lot of help from the market, if we're honest, and it's easy to get complacent, especially in the world of fee-based business and and the advisory accounts that, that a lot of us use now. It's easy to get complacent. Rather than putting an aura in the water, it's easier just to, to drift along with the current. You know, in, in my conversations with them, I, I guess the way that, that I've tried to position it and look at it is, you know, drifting along in the current is is fine as long as you're comfortable with going wherever the current goes. Having a vision is important because it is a driving force in everything that you do. One of the difficult parts, though, is really understanding what goes into a vision. It's a really big and nebulous term. It's something that we kind of throw around. And one of the things that I asked Barry to explain was what all goes into uh, having a real vision. Here's what Barry had to say. You know, anybody can have a statement. Anyone can create a string of 10 words together that says who you think you are, who you want to be, whether it be for advisors or for clients. And I really think that that's the wrong way to go about it. If you go back to the way that we worked with you from a consulting standpoint, we really picked out of you and drew out exactly what you wanted to be, how you wanted to get there, what was going to be a part of that, what was going to make you unique and differentiate you from others inside of your space. Why would an advisor want to come and do business with Signature? Why would a client want to come and do business with Signature? 
to build out really what we were calling the vision of the firm. That can include anything from recruiting targets, revenue targets, client targets, whether you want many clients or a few ultra high net worth clients. All of that goes into really building out what a vision is and what a mission is, as opposed to just putting a string of words together and saying, this is our statement. And finally, it's important to make sure that your vision is combined both your personal and professional goals. It's important that we build businesses that serve us. And so it's definitely appropriate for us to build in the personal aspects into our business plan as we're developing our vision for our practice. Our second episode featured Bobby Atkins. Bobby is the marketing director at Signature Wealth Group, and we spent our time talking about the differences really kind of between marketing and branding. One of the things that Bobby said was that branding isn't your logo or your color palette. It's it's what people say about you when you're not around. It's how your business is known around town, and I thought that was really interesting. You know, one of the biggest things that we deal with as advisors, and one of the things that Bobby highlighted was, yeah, all the goings on with our compliance departments, how we have to make sure that that everything is is just right and that we're following all the rules. And, you know, one of the things that I remember in kind of a previous life is how difficult the compliance department could be in finding our independence in breaking out of the the regional broker-dealer model and becoming part of an independent broker-dealer. We were able to really find a different experience with our compliance department. Here's what I had to say about that. I'm going to tell you, I I haven't ever been one to write uh, thank you notes to our compliance department, but I'll tell you that what we have been able to do is spend some time working with the folks. Actually, I probably should write them a thank you note after the show is to spend some time with the folks in our marketing department and instead of trying to get them to do what I want, asking them how to do what I want. When Bobby talked about the importance of branding, one of the things that she really got into in this episode was how important it is that it be authentic from you and and you knowing how it is as an advisor to be able to explain who you are, getting crystal clear so that you can package that up so that you can be a go-to person for a particular uh, niche or group that's where you want to focus. You know, it's important that we get caught up in the what I'll call the sea of sameness, where the industry wants to paint us all like we're exactly the same. Part of developing a brand is really personal, above and beyond your company brand, because it's how we get out of that sea of sameness, get out of the box, quit doing what everybody else is doing, so that we can be noticed in the marketplace. In episode three, we had Barry Dedge back to talk about the importance of our practice finances. One of my favorite quotes from this episode is from Big Worm from the movie Friday. Messing with my money is like messing with my emotions. In this episode, we dug into the importance of managing cash flow versus just a P&L and the difference between 
uh, how you would handle your finances as uh, a branch of a larger company versus what it's like to have to manage the cash flow of a small business. We talked about the difference between investing and spending. You know, the investment in your team and the ROI that you expect from various things and being intentional in that. Uh, we also talked about the importance of having a budget, or as I would prefer to call it, a spending plan. And we really got into a discussion about how it is that we really try to figure out leveraging other people's money. You know, one of the things that I asked in every episode for folks to do is to give an action-oriented tip. And one of the things that I found pertinent in, in this episode from Barry was his closing tip being to really analyze, analyze what you're spending, where's the money going, and putting a process in place to be accountable. I think that as business owners and as advisors, being accountable to ourselves for a return on our investment and really looking at how we spend money from an ROI standpoint is incredibly important. And Barry did a really good job explaining that in episode three. It was really obvious to us that you're serving two different audiences at Signature. You're serving the ability for advisors to be successful inside of the Signature family, and you're also serving clients who are ultimately associated with those advisors inside of Signature. And I think it's really, really important to understand who you're going after as far as advisors are concerned, who you want to be a part of that family. And I refer to it as a family because of the culture and the signature in the signature organization. And then who are the target clients that are going to be a part of the, of the advisor's relationship? In our fourth episode, we had Sherry Holly. Sherry is with Grants Park Private Wealth, and we spent our time talking about the importance of delivering a great client experience. Sherry talked about uh, her environment and how she brings clients in, how when they designed their new office space that it was doing with a client in mind. She talked about the importance of having uh, what she calls a Ritz-Carlton experience with FedEx logistics and, and the importance of really digging in and going deeper with the client. We talked about how she designs her experience from the client's point of view, and she went into great detail as to how she and her team have really put a lot of thought into it and then put that thought into action and then closing this episode, we did something a little different. We actually did what I'll call an in real life. And so Sherry and I took a uh, an opportunity to just quickly build the beginning of a client experience for a target niche of retired physicians. And so in this episode, you can listen to Sherry and me break down kind of how we would begin to build that client experience. I thought it was a great opportunity to get pretty practical and to kind of get our arms around something that you could use in your practice when you're working on defining your client experience. Next up, we had Sean Mullen. Sean is the executive vice president for growth strategies with Signature Wealth Group. And Sean talked about the pissed off junior advisor. Now I've got to tell you that this title for this episode got more uh, buzz amongst uh, my group. Uh, and the feedback that I received was, you know, it was a little bit provocative, but it was definitely a topic that people found really interesting. You know, we talked about why 
advisors might be pissed off. I'm not sure why it is we're not supposed to, to say that word, but um, but it's it resonates with how people feel. And we talked about uh, how folks might end up in that situation. We talked about what to look for. Uh, when you're looking for your next opportunity, sometimes you get what you want and you realize you didn't want what you got. And so Sean and I talked through what folks might be looking for in, in looking at uh, their next steps. And then we also talked through a lot of pitfalls and mistakes and things you have to be really careful of when you're thinking about making a change. Here's a hint. Read your contracts. We talked about uh, making sure that uh, you're aware of what you're getting into and also what would happen when you're getting out. And Sean was a great wealth of wisdom as it pertained to making these transitions because he spent years focusing on that. The conversation with the client is easy, right? You say, it's still me. My investment thesis is, is the same. I'm joining Signature because A, B, and C, right? You know, the things that I was talking about earlier, fees, you know, tech stack, vendor management, all of these things are, are beneficial to the end client. So if, you know, if they're going to say, Jane Connor is still my advisor and, and Jane Connor is now part of Signature, but, you know, Jane Connor and company is still the name, but, you know, maybe my fees went down and my, and my service level went up because, you know, you have a, you know, someone to call if Jane's on vacation. All of these things are great for clients. And so I would say for these advisors who are, who are in the position where they've stopped growing is to really, you know, look in the mirror and say, you know, the change of the way I've been running my business, I need to think about that. And I need to think and have these discussions with these firms that are out there. And again, we're, this is on the newer side, right? That the firms like us are, are relatively new in the last, you know, two to three years of this type of offering. After Sean, our next guest was Jill Lewis. Jill is the chief development officer in my practice. And one of the interesting things about Jill is her path that she took to come to work with us and and she actually has a really unique role in that you know she's what we call a friend raiser she just goes out and is active in the community and represents our brand in the the community one of the things that jill and i talked about was the importance of being active in the community here's what she had to say you don't join these community organizations because you have a spot to fill on your resume you join them because you're passionate about what they do and you really feel strongly about assisting people in the needs that they have. Getting involved in uh, social groups or civic clubs is one of those things where it's, it's something that everybody always tells you that you need to do. What they don't tell you is the importance of building relationships with people rather than just getting in and handing out business cards. Yeah, when Jill and I were together, we were talking about the importance of um, really building relationships and getting into these organizations and helping people know you care. Here's what Jill had to say about letting people know you care and the importance of building trust in these kinds of relationships when she was an HR professional at a local manufacturing plant. The most important thing in building a relationship with people is that you trust them. I mean, you have to really believe that they're there to help you. There is an expression that we used to use all the time. It was people in general didn't know what they didn't know. And so we were hoping that when these financial people came in, they could help shed light on some of the 
experiences and questions that these people had about finances, but they didn't do it because either they didn't know how, they weren't trained in it, but it just didn't work. Jill's episode was one of our favorites because it really hit home for a lot of the advisors. Got lots of feedback on the importance of really getting out there hand-to-hand. And Jill had a great take on how to really go out and do that from somebody who has decades of experience just being out and being involved in the community. Our last guest was John Chidwick, and John is uh, not only an EVP with Signature Wealth, but he's also a senior wealth advisor. He's out in the trenches every day, and one of the coolest things about John is kind of how he ended up here as a former wholesaler and national sales director with with one of the kind of product companies. And, And coming from that side of the business, it was interesting to talk to John about how we can get the most out of our relationships with wholesalers. You know, those folks are in our office all the time, and they're a wealth of knowledge, not just a checkbook. And so John shared with us kind of how we can develop some of those relationships and how he does it in his practice. One of the neat things about hearing John was his stories about making his way through the World Trade Center and and all the different places down in the city and how he would actually have to deal with the rejection of uh, going into these businesses. You learned a lot about dealing with rejection right there. Selling phone plans in the middle of New York City had to be tough. What, What did you learn, John, from that experience about sales? Well, uh, you, you can't take things personal, that's for sure, because when, <laughs> when you uh, you know when you start getting screamed at as soon as the door is open, you, you can't take it personal. You, you need to you know just figure out a way that you can get across to the person that you're trying to get in front of and and and, and let them know that you're there to help them and not wreck their day. And sometimes they they let you in to let them show you how you can help and and you get the deal. So I just learned you know to be patient and to continue to hit hit the next door. Pretty interesting. And then I talked about the difference uh, between that and really kind of my experience or the alternative I had to cold calling, which was how I started my time in the business. Who wanted to be in a situation where your job was to call people during dinner and talk to them about municipal bond funds? Uh, Probably the, the one thing that saved me back then was the fact that my alternative was going back to 25, 12-year-olds and being a school teacher. And so cold calling seemed seemed good in comparison. And then finally, John and I spent some time talking about the importance of what to really get ready for for next year. And as we close the show, John gave us a an important tip that I think is is incredibly appropriate as we're starting the fourth quarter. I, you know, one thing that I'm working on right now is one thing that, that everyone can do is, is start planning now for next year because December will be here before we know it. And we're already scheduling our blocking our dates and blocking our times and who's going to support us and who we're going to invite um, and what the, you know, the marketing plan looks like. And, and so start planning out your marketing uh, agenda for which baseball games you're going to do for client events, what seminars you're going to do, at which country club. And and that's how we're we're laying out already 2020. Literally just got an email today confirming that those locations and dates and now start lining it up so we can get ahead of it and uh and and be able to do our day-to-day stuff as it as it happens next year and 
you know, so I would say just plan ahead for next year would be a, a good action step right now. Lay out your marketing plan. And I think that's a good tip as we begin to close this season, which is, you know, making sure that we have a plan, making sure that we are forward looking. One of the things that when we put this podcast together that was really important to us was to bring together resources that could help make us better together. I think that uh, the first season has been, at least for me, very fulfilling and a success. I hope that it has uh, been good for you and for your business. If so, I hope you'll subscribe if you haven't already. Tell your friends and pass it on your favorite episode. But then also join us back in a few weeks in our second season. We are going to shift toward industry experts. We've got a great group of guests lined up, and I'm excited to be able to spend some time talking to them on things about various kinds of compensation models, about uh, marketing and branding, the inner game of selling, how to use social media, and then also really digging into some of the different types of marketing. And so we've got a Stellar group coming in on season two, and we are really excited to have industry experts coming in from all types of areas, from productivity to practice management to marketing and social media. We're going to have names that you've heard of, and I'm really looking forward to sharing our conversations with these folks with you. Hope that uh, you'll join us back in three weeks. We're going to take three weeks off and uh, reload, and we are looking forward to joining you back to finish the year strong. Remember that we are better together, and we are thankful that you're willing to invest your time with us at Maximum Advisor. I'll be back at you again real soon. To download what we believe is the single most important marketing, selling, and positioning tool for your practice, go to MaximumAdvisor.com slash scorecard now. Subscribe to this show anywhere you listen to podcasts or at MaximumAdvisor.com.